recorded live. All right, welcome everybody to. Uh, I know I haven't done it in about I think about four months now, or over four months, but uh, uh, the Jackals done on Talk Show, which has been a long time, but you know I figured it'd be fun to do one tonight. I'm sure <clears throat> some of you guys might want to call in. I hope you do. Anyway, well, all calls are welcome. And um, yeah, anyway, it was a really good uh, roundtable that I was listening to on Renegade. It was you know a lot of fun, a lot of new callers and everything. I was really enjoying it, and uh, <laughs> and I named it a Super Bowl Cuckoldry because uh, you know the Super Bowl is a total cuckold fest. It's a cuck fest, um, total uh, just trash bag fucking <laughs> festival of just total degeneracy. And uh, as I said in the chat in Renegade, um, that you know, give it another ten years, and the Super Bowl will literally be. Um, the black football players basically doggy styling the white cheerleaders right on the right on the field as the white fat retards cheer them on. I mean that's really what's coming. I don't see how it's going to be anything else. Um, and anyway, by the way, guys, please excuse the uh, the shitty sound. I'm using my phone, so uh, I know it's not going to sound that well. But what's funny is a uh, a year ago. Uh, I remember doing a show about last year's Super Bowl, <laughs> and the freaking Seahawks were at that Super Bowl, and I, oh, what was it, 700,000 people marched in the streets in Seattle? Uh, I had people down the street lighting off fireworks after they won. I mean, it, it was so stupid, man. It was ridiculous, man. Um, I just, yeah, like that, that's how you get 700,000 people marching in the streets is, is uh, uh, through a fucking football game, man. I just, it's a total joke. But uh, I actually have some uh, some good articles I want to read, and I actually got one here um, that's actually from tomatobubble.com, and this one's really good. It's 10 Reasons to Hate the Super Bowls. And uh, as I said, I actually, I'd love for any of you guys who want to call in to go ahead and call in. We'll, uh, I almost want to consider this just a continuation of uh, Renegade's Roundtable. You know, I always love that show, and, and uh, you know, I always want to hear from you guys. So uh, the phone number is one seven two four 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 seven four four four. And if you enter in the, all, the ID that's at the bottom of your screen on this chat, um, you'll be able to get through. So... Anyway, yeah, looking forward to your calls, guys. And, uh, I, yeah, I should be able to keep this going at least one to two hours or something. I probably won't go too bad, uh, past two hours, but, uh, yeah, it'll be good. I know you guys will enjoy it. So, anyway, I want to go ahead and just start reading this. <laughs> as soon as I look at the site, too, <laughs> they got this picture of, uh, I forget his name. He, he's one of these guys, these uh, blacks that plays for the Seahawks. You know, and he's basically screaming, you know. Uh, and buck dancing and, um, you know, screwing around. Uh, I don't know. It's just a total joke. I mean, I, I can't believe white people uh, line up, you know, in the masses to uh, to watch this fucking garbage. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Let's, let's start right down the list. I want to read this whole thing because it's really good. So I want to make sure to, to credit the guy who wrote this. I believe it's, he goes by Mike King. It's tomatobubble.com. So. Anyway, uh, the first point he makes, uh, the pre-game media hype about the only thing more crass than pre-Christmas hype is pre-Super Bowl mania. To prolong the idiotic and tiresome drama, the National Football League, <laughs> in my, I know I've heard it said a million times, the National Fel Felon League or the Negro Felon League, 
which I think is a funny uh, acronym for that, uh, <clears throat> maintains a two-week lag between its semifinal games and the Super Bowl championship game. Yeah, for the for all the the Jew-funded uh, advertising and just it's a total joke, and I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. God, I hate the fucking Super Bowl. I, I've actually sworn that I'm not going to watch the um, the Super Bowl. I didn't watch it last year, and I God, I, I don't think I watched it the year before. So uh, I know I never watch. I don't watch football. I mean, it's a, it's a total joke. I actually don't normally watch TV at all. Uh, the only reason why I ever watch any of it, and it's usually like old shows, is uh, while I work out. I, you know, I like to have something playing while I work out. Not that I give a shit about what these dudes are producing or anything. So, but uh, you know, if I'm not if I'm not exercising to it, I'm not watching it. So, anyway, so the next point is uh, the pseudo patriotism, which is a big deal. This is this makes it even more of a joke. It makes it even more ridiculous than it already is. Um, uh, before the Super Bowl actually begins, viewers must sit through not only the national anthem, but also America the Beautiful, uh, usually sung by some no-talent America, America-hating degenerate. That America the Ugly has deviated so far from the vision of its founders that it is now unrecognizable. Uh, it is, it's lost upon the, brain, uh, upon the brains of the dead masses who get all choked, uh, choked up over the empty rituals. Like, <laughs> and he shows a picture here of Beyonce, the Obama-loving, anti-white communist go-go horse skank. Her lip syncs the, the national anthem, which I didn't know if she actually um, lip synced that. If she did, that, is, that makes it even more ridiculous. And then on the right, he's got another picture here Ugly American self-worship. A flag as big as the football field itself, which is also ridiculous. Uh, and it's just... <laughs> it blows my mind, man. I mean, you know, you got all these idiots. Like, don't get me wrong, I like to have a drink uh, here and there, but uh, probably more than I should. But, I mean, this this is complete insanity. I mean, they've got a flag as big as the fucking football field. With yeah, somebody like Beyonce. I mean, this woman. If you've ever looked at this woman, this woman tries so hard to be white. I mean, it's 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 almost sad. It's to the point of just a, a joke, man. I mean, you know, this woman. She bleaches her hair. She probably bleaches her skin, you know. And then she's got Jay Z, who, as I've said, you know, several times before, Jay Z. I mean, if you want to raise the Titanic out of the North Atlantic. Um, you know, all you'd have to do is, not that I would suggest this, but maybe the government could start a program, you know, them programs and them youths, uh, you know, to maybe get Jay-Z to maybe volunteer to be tied to the Titanic and his lips would actually uh, surface the Titanic from all the, you know, I don't know if it's air or what or fat, but it'd probably live the Titanic. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, uh, man, the, the lips on that guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's just pretty funny. I mean, fucking Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, and fucking Obama hanging out with him at the White House. You know, they've been, they've been uh, uh, you know, publishing these news stories uh, recently where, like, oh, he, he talked shit about Netanyahu, you know, as if he wasn't just filleting Netanyahu and everyone from Israel 24-7. I mean, it's a... <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. <clears throat> you know, I don't know. It's why, it's why they call it the, the United Snakes of America. Uh, this place has been a joke for a long time. 
And uh, the Super Bowl is just uh, the epitome of the uh, third world genetic garbage dump that America is. So, <laughs> yeah, Beyonce lip syncing the national anthem. That's that's fucking perfect, man. I, I forget. I know somebody. I, I saw it somewhere who is going to sing at, at this year's Super Bowl. I, I don't know, don't care, but I, I do want to make fun of it. So, hopefully, some of you guys will call in and uh, make fun of it with me because I know it's a lot of fun. So, <laughs> um, okay. So the next point is the mindless militarism. Uh, as helicopter gunships, bombers, proxy armies, and predator drones murder children in faraway lands, idiot America is dazzled by pre-game fighter jet flyovers and marching Marines. No one even question, uh, questions how such a vulgar display of military power fits in with a football game. I totally agree with this, and it's a freaking joke, even though I guess fighter jets are pretty cool, and I'm sure everybody just wants to see them. There's a picture of these idiots, you know, like raising their beers to, oh, yeah. <laughs> get even drunker and, um, uh, and watch these fighter jets fly back and forth. It's pretty funny. Oh, guest six says it's Katy Perry. Is that who's going to do it? <laughs> That's funny, man. But, uh, yeah, and then you've got this American Sniper movie, which I, I don't know. I mean, there's some people out there, not going to name any names, that are trying to frame this as like, oh, strong white man kills without remorse and, uh, you know, he's so tough looking and everything you know, from this movie, and that, I don't know, I, I think the movie is complete garbage, Clint Eastwood is a fucking piece of garbage, he's just, not, he's just a Hollywood tool, he just does what he's fucking told, you know, the guy who talks to an empty chair on television, okay, I mean, who who gives a shit about Clint Eastwood, man, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't give a, I don't give half a fuck about him, and he can totally kiss my ass, <clears throat> But yeah, it's just a, it's more uh, more of the same, you know, more of the same garbage. You know, you've got a, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's just kind of the same thing as these fighter jets flying back and forth and fireworks and everything. And you know, <laughs> yeah, American Sniper. That's uh, 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 you know, a total uh, uh, depiction of a you know a strong white man doing what we should all be doing, right? I mean, what a fucking joke. I actually watched the preview to that to that movie and uh there's a part where he's got his he got his he's got his uh rifle up and he's looking through the scope and he and he sees like a like an eight year old boy picking up a an RPG, you know, and he's gotta snipe he's gotta snipe these little fucking uh Arab kids. Like how wonderful, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> to me it's completely disgusting. And it's uh it's just a uh, as the as the old Pantera album that I love so much a vulgar display of power, which that that album is fucking great. I don't know if any of you guys like Pantera. I'm sure you do, but yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's go to the, let's go to the next uh, uh, point here. The psychotic narcissism of the players. In the old days, a player would score a touchdown and then hand the ball to the referee. An exuberant one might spike the ball or high-five a fellow player, and that was the end of it. Today, however, the self-aggrandizing clowns of the NFL feel the need to strut and dance before the game even starts. And again, after every minor play, they save their most creative antics for the Super Bowl. It's a, it is annoying as it is childish, and I completely agree, and it's just fucking stupid. It's pretty much a kid's game. I mean, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with like playing football, but I got to say, I mean, it will give you brain damage, by the way. Tackle football easily gives you brain damage. It's nothing but basically bashing your heads together, um, you know, over and over repeatedly, um, you know, until you're until you're 45 years old and you're completely retarded, which I've heard some of the, uh, actually a large amount of these uh, older football players end up committing suicide because they can't remember their kids' fucking names after they play in the NFL for 10, 15 years or 20 years. You know, they get their heads bashed so many times they become like um, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, you know. Um, I <laughs> And that's just more ridiculous. I mean, it's just another day in uh, Jewish paradise, uh, as uh, Uncle Adolf called it. Um, and then he's got this quote here that's actually pretty good. Um, uh, quote, then you get a modern athlete, uh, and they score a touchdown, and they go do a buck dance in the end zone. They voluntarily take us back to the stereotypical things that we blacks um, fought so hard to get rid of, which I don't agree with. But uh, that's why I'm so adamant, adamant against that. Uh, 1960s NFL player Jim Brown, which I don't even know who is I, who that is. I, not only do I not know who he is, I, I also don't fucking give a shit. So, <clears throat> but I actually agree with that. It's just funny because it's you know sportsmanship. It's one of those it's one of those white European things. You know where you you know you shake hands afterwards, et cetera, et cetera. But in the NFL, you know they do a bug dance, they dance around. You know they they you know, shake each other's nuts in each other's faces like a bunch of fucking fags. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, more, more of the same, more of the same garbage. You know, it's the NFL, it's Jim America, you know. <laughs> uh, the next point. Okay, the, the degeneracy of the halftime show. From Janet from Janet Jackson's Bear Brat performance of 2004, which I remember that, oh my. God. So ugly. Oh, that brown areola of her boob. Ugh, yuck. And Justin Timberlake grinding all over her like a like a fucking asshole. <laughs> what a joke. But uh so uh Janet Jackson's bare breast performance of two thousand four to washed up Madonna's booty uh grinding satanic symbolism of two thousand twelve. I would just call it Judaic, uh cause Satan, Yahweh, Jesus, it's all the same. Uh, I've actually I'm trying to coin this new term, guys. So if you guys are listening, um, if you could return, if you could refer to all three of the Abrahamic religions—Judaism, uh, Islam, and Christianity—I like to call it the uh, the stink of Abraham or the Abrahamic stink. Uh, the you know the stink of Abraham is what that is, uh, and that's what we witness every single day. So uh, you guys can feel free to uh, throw that term around. You know, if you're talking about Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, it's all the same thing. It's all the same religion. All comes from the same source, okay? No, and no, there is no way that uh, Israelites traveled from uh, the Levant to Northern Europe. It never happened, uh, okay? We, you know, uh, Al-Satru and uh, Norse paganism was around, you know, uh, as far as I know, tens of thousands of years ago. I mean, you know, Christianity didn't reach Northern Europe until about a thousand years ago, so... Um, you know, it's totally foreign. It's just, uh, as I called it before, the stink of Abraham is what it is. So, <laughs> anyway, so to washed up Madonna's booty-grinding satanic uh, symbolism in 2012 to Beyonce's street whore outfit of 2013, which that one was fucking hilarious, where she's basically, like, doing deadlifts and people photoshopped the, the barbell into her hand and everything. It was fucking hilarious. But, um... 
the Super Bowl halftime show has degenerated into a spectacle symbolizing everything that is wrong with America's so-called culture. Whatever happened to marching bands? Well, they still kind of do the marching bands here and there from what I've seen, but... Yeah, anyway. It's total garbage. It's cuckoldry. You know, that's what it is. That's why I named this show Super Bowl Cuckoldry. It's a total cuckold fest. If you if you if you are someone who paid enough to go see the Super Bowl, uh, you could be classified as a cuckold, in my opinion. That's pretty much you know what you are. So, you know, it's a it's a total fucking joke. Anyway, so the next point is the Super Bowl parties. In terms of alcohol consumption and drunkenness, uh, Super Bowl Sunday is second only to New Year's Eve. Millions of lemmings who don't even follow football during the season and would never think to show up for an election or political meeting will damn sure turn out for an, uh, an opportunity to scoff down, I think he wants to say scarf down pizza, wings, and beer, which is totally true. Uh, and they, he shows a couple of pictures of these uh, Super Bowl parties where he's dancing around like assholes. And, yeah, you know, whoa, you ever seen the... I don't know if anyone listening has ever known someone that, you know, you, you, you ever been in someone's house and, you know, the home team score, scores a, a touchdown and everyone's fucking jumping up and down and screaming, man. Like, that, that has always blown my mind, even before I was, <clears throat> before I was uh, you know, racially aware and everything. Um, that's something that always just, man, I, I always wonder. I'm just like, dude, like, why do you care, man? Like, I mean, I can understand from, like, an entertainment um, standpoint where you're just like, oh, it's enjoyable to watch, you know? But when you're jumping up and down and screaming, it's like, dude, do you know any of these guys? Or, or you know, do you, like, how do you have any connection to this? I mean, it's literally just this garbage that they play on TV of these uh, uh, buffed-out, sweaty black guys running up and down a field uh, you know, jiggling each other's balls. I mean, that's what I call them as black ball jigglers. Um, you know, while the uh, while the white cuckolds watch, and they've got okay. Of course, the cheerleaders are all white. You know, they're always ninety percent white. You know, you ever wonder why is the the NFL seventy percent black? But but the cheerleaders are probably eighty to ninety percent white. I mean, why is that? I mean, that's really interesting. Does any you know do any of these people ever think about that? You know, you're watching this fucking game. It's nothing but black dudes playing the, the sport on the field. Uh, it's nothing but whites in the crowds because the blacks don't want to pay to see that. You know, nobody with a fucking brain would pay the large amounts of money uh, to go see one of these games. I mean, I, I've been to one in my entire life, and that's because I was invi- invited by a friend. And, uh, I mean, you wouldn't believe what a ripoff it is. I mean, they charge like nine to ten dollars for a fucking glass of beer, dude. I mean, it's it's a total joke. It's it's so laughable, man. I mean, it's not even. I would consider a concert so much more fun, man. I mean, you know, going to a good metal concert or you know, a good punk show or something. I mean, I, I would go to a, a to a rock concert or something over a NFL game any fucking day. Oh, and I like this little blurb he puts there. He says, try getting these people to read a good book or show up to a political meeting. And he's showing the pictures of these uh, uh, Super Bowl parties. And he says, newsflash, people, we may be heading towards World War III. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Go Seahawks. Go fucking Seahawks. And the games are, in my opinion, are totally fixed. It's a fucking joke. God damn it, I just dropped my mouse. <laughs> you guys, bear with me here for a second. 
grab my mouse off the floor. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're heading towards World War Three, guys, but go Seahawks or go Patriots or whatever other uh NFL fucking retard team that you love. Um you know <laughs> you know, cheer them on, you know, uh keep on with the uh total cuckoldry. You know, hey, <laughs> we might all be di- dying for Israel next year, so <laughs> who gives a fuck? <laughs> Grab another chicken wing and uh, and put your fist in the air for the for the Patriots. You know, <laughs> what a joke. Okay, so the next point is uh, the Department of Homeland Security's invasive uh, antics. Excuse me. Under the guise of preventing terrorism, the Feds have expanded their harassment of American citizens. Super Bowl attendees are now screened and monitored just as airline passengers are. The ironic tragedy of this farce is that it is the feds themselves who are staging the terror attacks for political purposes. I'd agree with that to an extent. And, uh, yeah, they've got pictures here, (laughs) you know, uh, basically, you know, shaking these people down, uh, scanning them with metal detectors. I mean, I've heard of people paying thousands and thousands to go to this game. It's so ridiculous. I just don't understand how someone could pay all that money uh, just to watch something like that. It's a fucking joke. <clears throat> Screening them down like it's uh, like they're going on a flight or something. I mean, wow. It, it really is just uh, uh, astounding. And uh, anyway, <clears throat> so the next point, uh, the excessive commercialism. The commercials during the Super Bowl are not only longer but far more numerous and controversial than usual. We understand that the networks have bills to pay and a profit to make, uh, but there comes a point when the legitimate needs of commerce turn into undignified uh, money-grubbing. The endless and overly dramatic Super Bowl ads uh, now overshadow the game itself. Um, Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, we've all seen these, uh, uh, you know, these ads. It's it's fucking ridiculous, but... uh, (laughs) Weren't there some uh, the crazy GoDaddy uh, ads? Uh, A couple other companies did some of these ridiculous ads, too. They're always, you know, it's just more of the uh, same uh, Jewish fucking garbage that they push on us (laughs) 24-7. Oh, here's one of the best parts. Uh, The next point. Uh, Drunken fat whites cheering fit black heroes. And this is where the cuckoldry uh, really comes into play. We hold no animosity towards black players in the NFL. However, any self-respecting white person should be alarmed and ashamed that so few whites are playing football on a professional level these days. It was not always like this. Some of this has to do with natural black, uh, black athleticism and hunger, but much of it is, is the result of an entire generation of suburban white children having become too soft and too lazy to excel in a rough sport such as football. I, I kind of don't totally agree with this. I think they purposely keep whites out, is, is my opinion. Um, they want blacks as the stars and the heroes. They want young white kids to look up to these black players. That's, that's just my opinion. But um, another negative factor is the uh, ignorant prejudice, which starts at the cre- uh, college recruitment level, that white players cannot excel at certain positions. And that is where I totally agree. Uh, that's where I think, you know, they're totally keeping uh, whites out of football or out of professional football. I mean, it's an absolute fact. I mean, I've seen stories on Yahoo. Uh, there was one guy who just, this was only like a year ago, 
he was a uh, re- he was a really good running back, I believe is what they were claiming. He was incredibly good, and they, you know, the establishment, this Jewish establishment, purposefully kept him out um, because he was white, and he 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 was also personally harassed by these blacks playing with him, calling him white boy, cracker, honky, all the rest. But hey, you know, where's Al Sharpton? Where's uh, Jesse Jackson? Of course, they're nowhere to be found. Uh, you know, they're in the back room uh, giving uh, handy jays to Jews. So, you know, the same old shit. But uh, to behold the spectacle of a 95 to 97% white audience in the stands, full throat cheering, full throat, I would agree with that, full throat, cheering for an 85% black player base is as bizarre as it is worrisome for the future of the European man. I totally fucking agree with this. 100%. uh, This is probably the worst part about the NFL and football in general. I mean, you look at these teams, and it's literally nothing but blacks. I mean, (laughs) if you took away professional sports, um, you know, what, what would these blacks do? What would these guys be doing? They would be on the streets robbing and killing and raping white people is what they would be doing, 100%. And uh, he shows these pictures. God, these pictures are fucking disgusting. I'm going to go ahead and just post this in the chat so you guys can look at all the uh, the pictures. But uh, so you can laugh at all the ridiculous pictures of these, you know, disgusting fat whites, uh, you know, getting drunk and eating garbage and cheering on these, uh, you know, the buff, sweaty blacks, you know. Anyway. Uh, a sea of fat white people worshiping millionaire black heroes who couldn't care less, uh, any less about them, 100%. And then he shows <laughs> a picture of these me- uh, metrosexual girly boys. <laughs> the growing number of white metrosexual girly boys uh, reduces the potential pool of football players. I, I don't even think that's it. It's not. There's not a pool of football players. It's just that they want to keep whites out and they want to keep blacks in. I mean, that's just what they're doing. I mean, these Jews, they all run the, you know, the whole sports industry. And it's not football. I mean, you know, football, basketball. Um, <clears throat> basketball is just as bad as football. I mean, it's, it's, there's really no difference, you know, in what these Jews are doing with their teams. <clears throat> so uh, let's go on to the next point. Uh, the misguided passion of the fanatics. Uh, nothing wrong with a little diversion and fun cheering for your hometown team. But many of these fans display a passion so intense that a straight jacket is warranted. If only they would get as agitated about Obongo and the Fed robbing them blind or their children's future in a permanently depressed economy or the innocent people in faraway lands being killed by the U.S.-Israel-led axis of evil uh, or the coming wars with Iran, Syria, and maybe Russia and China, or the fact that their elementary uh, school kids are being forced to learn the joys of homo-anal sex. <laughs> what pathetic losers these people are. And yes, they are pathetic fucking losers. 100%. I don't care how much the money or uh, success they have. You know, If you support this, uh, especially financially, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and go on and on about someone who just like casually watches one of these games once in a while. I mean, that's not really big deal, but these people, there's so many of them, these whites, that they watch it, they they get all way into it, you know, they dress up, they buy the jerseys, they spend all the money on it. Um, What else could you give them besides your your own children? You know, just give them your children. And uh, he shows a a picture, a couple of pictures of these, uh, uh, these freaks who paint their faces and everything for the games. 
it gets even more ridiculous. You know, these people, they paint their faces and wear costumes, pay all this money. And it says, why can't these people get as passionate about their country, uh, their long-term savings, their civilization, and their children's future being destroyed? And uh, I couldn't agree more. It's, um, you know, it's a fucking joke, man. And the uh, the ending <laughs> title that he puts here is The Super Bowl, the most pathetic spectacle in America. And I completely agree. So, anyway, I just wanted to read that to you guys, and I thought that was pretty good. Um, you know, I enjoy that article. And I, I actually forget to go to that site sometimes. It's a pretty good site. So, I know, uh, I know sometimes it's kind of hard to find enough... Uh, decent pro-white sites out of there, or out there, anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, if you guys want to call in, uh, it's one seven two four 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 seven four four four. You can enter in the call ID, and you will come right on. Uh, Blue, I know you're out there, dude. You know, you said you were going to call in. Don't be a bastard. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm going to keep plugging along here, so. <laughs> Blue said I'm coming. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, no, there was something I wanted to to read here. I know I got a few stories. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, well-respected rabbi caught filming naked women in the synagogue. Yay! Oh, that's right, guys. I didn't even do the Jew voice yet. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Now, where, where, you know, where's my head at, guys? <clears throat> you know, your local rabbi is over there in the synagogue. You know, filming naked, naked uh, yentas. I mean, uh, I don't know if there's any shikses in there. You know, maybe they have some sex slaves, and they got them in chains, and they, you know, they have them over there in the bath. Uh, you know, and they watch them get naked, and they take video pictures of it, uh, and they do it with the little Jewish boys too. <laughs> like fucking uh, uh, what was that? Cur- Curly? Is that Curly from uh? Three students, I think so. Anyway, yeah, I mean, who's who's surprised surprised that uh, uh, you know <laughs> uh, these rabbis are uh, filming uh, women in the you know I'm assuming in the bathroom there. I'll go ahead and just read some of this. Um, this is from Huffington Post. Uh, the Georgetown rabbi charged with videotaping naked women as they used the synagogue's used as synagogue's ritual bath is refusing to leave the rabbi's residence, according to an email sent from the synagogue to congregants Thursday. The board of Kesher Israel were very frightened was a rabbi for 25 years, informed him uh, in late November that his contract was terminated and that he had to leave the synagogue's rabbinic residence by January 1st, the email said. Unfortunately, this has not happened, wrote uh, Ellen Jacobovics, president of Kesher, uh, Israel's board. She also wrote that she hoped the matter could be resolved before it became a, uh, before it came before a board of rabbis. Why not? They'd probably be all into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're talking about the uh, uh, the time promoters of uh, you know pornography and everything else that's totally degenerate. So. Um, Kesher Israel formally opened a case in the residency matter uh, in rabbinical court Wednesday. Why isn't he in regular court? (laughs) Why isn't he being charged with a crime? We were informed in late December that Rabbi Freundel did not have plans to leave the house, the email continued. So we began began informal conversation to resolve this issue with Rabbi Freundel and his attorney uh, and 
his attorney, but to no avail. The rabbi's residence uh, sits near the synagogue in the city's Georgetown neighborhood. Flindle has pleaded not guilty to all charges. His lawyer could not immediately be reached for comment. Uh, Flindle's October arrest rocked Washington's Jewish world, where he enjoyed a reputation as a brilliant scholar and an advocate for converts. An advocate for converts, I don't understand that. <laughs> Uh, Kesher Israel is a landmark synagogue attended by Washington luminaries such as Treasury Secretary Jack Lew and Senator and former Senator Joseph Lieberman. Big surprise there. All of the most famous politicians are going to the synagogue. And, uh, you know, the filming uh, naked women, uh, naked yentas in the back there. You know, what's wrong with that? Because Freundel's contract had required that disputes would be uh, resolved at a rabbinical court or bite din, uh, Escher Israel brought the matter to the uh, to the bite din of America. Jacobovics wrote, uh, "It is the main rabbinical court of the modern Orthodox movement to which Escher Israel belongs." The synagogue is asking for compensation from what it deems Freundel's illegal <laughs> arguments and the cost of arbitration. Freundel's wife. Aaron moved out weeks ago. <laughs> I fucking love that, man. That is fucking classic, man. The synagogue is asking for compensation for what it deems Freundel's illegal occupancy and...
right. Can you guys hear me okay? <laughs> you guys hear me all right? All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not using a uh, headset or anything, so you guys should be able to directly hear me. So, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we're all right. <laughs> She's just wasting minutes of the show there. All right. Anyway. So Gallup, Gallup uh, Healthways released its data, its latest data on uh, on obesity in the United States. 2014, 27.7% of adults were considered obese, up from 25.5% in 2008. The rate is the highest in the seven years Gallup Healthways has tracked obesity. The new report is based on data from phone interviews uh, conducted. I think I already read this part. Uh, obesity is uh, determined as having a body mass in, uh, index score of 30 or higher, a BMI of 25 to 29.9% uh, is considered overweight. A BMI of 8.5 to 24.9 is considered normal weight. And a BMI of 18.4 or less is considered underweight. Um, even though the number of Americans who are of normal weight has not changed since, uh, since 2013, more people who were previously considered overweight are now obese uh, based on their BMI. Uh, of the people polled, those ages 65 and older experienced the biggest increase in, uh, in obesity, um, followed closely by 45 to 64-year-olds with an increase of 3.5 percentage points. Other groups that experienced uh, large increases since 2008 include Midwesterners and women. However, adults ages 18 and 29 only saw a 0 0.3 uh, percentage point increase in obesity from 2008 to 2014. Uh, Let's see here. And even though black people still have black people still have the highest obesity rate of all measured demographics of 35.5 percent, uh, their obesity rate increased only 0 0.5 percentage points from 2008 to 2014. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? <laughs> At this point, most people know that exercise and healthy eating are key to achieving a healthy weight. So why still the creep up in obesity? It might have something to do with the the association between obesity and indicators of well-being, uh, such as purpose, social well-being, financial well-being, and physical well-being. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably because of racist whitey or why black people are fat. So Gallup Healthways research found a, an association between obesity and low reports of well-being. And even though each element influences the other, obesity influences well-being and vice versa. Researchers know that the past data shows well-being affects future obesity in, uh, outcomes uh, more than the other way around. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to read this entire thing. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, idiots commenting on here. <laughs> nobody wants to. Nobody wants the fat shaming that's going to come. <laughs> um, it's a little joke, but yeah. <laughs> Everyone in America is a total fucking fat ass. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There's you got these people just kind of like apologists for uh, for being total fat asses, which I find to be pretty funny. But yeah, <laughs> that's a, that, if you want to get the consensus of uh, your average American idiot, um, you know, a comment section of uh, Yahoo or. Uh, 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 HuffPost is perfect. 
you know, if you want to, if you want to see what your average American fucking moron uh, <clears throat> thinks, anyway, as if anyone cares. Oh, actually, I got this one. This one is great to talk about. Which uh, blue? I'm still waiting for you to call in, buddy. <laughs> I need somebody to talk to. Uh, NBC launches NBC BLK, <laughs> a black news network. <laughs> Okay, this is a good one, man. You guys are gonna love this, man. This is fucking great. As if, we, as if we didn't have enough blacks-only uh, uh, television stations, we need another one. You know, to, to to keep blacks, I guess, you know, maybe paying for uh, for television. You know, as if uh, BET must not be good enough. They must not be getting enough Gibbs meetats on uh, on. Uh, BET, so anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see here, I want to see, yeah, this is from the editor, so welcome to NBC BLK, which I'm assuming is NBC Black, a letter from the editor, Amber Payne, you know, I wonder if Amber Payne is black herself, is she, uh, I don't know if I can really get any pictures of her, uh, yeah, I don't have any pictures of it that I can pull up. I guess it's kind of hard to find her. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, NBC Black covers stories by, for, and about the black community. Uh, our product is meant to elevate America's conversation about black identity, politics, and culture. We share positive solution-based journalism and report on challenging issues uh, that communities of color face today. NBC Black taps NBC News journalists around the world to tell these stories. And we curate reports from NBC pla uh, news platforms, uh, Nightly, Today Show, uh, Dateline, and official affiliates, among uh, other uh, NBC outlets. <laughs> what a fucking joke. I... <laughs> I uh you know, guess the routine says ha ha moderation works to clear piss odorless shit. <laughs> it's so gross. Uh Blue says what happened? Uh yeah, anyway. You guys should be able to hear me, so um yeah, if you just call in the number, uh you should be able to to directly connect through your phone. So anyway. Yeah, black quarterbacks that made the Super Bowl. <laughs> They're never going to stop with us, man. This is a total joke. Uh, oh, what happened? What did happen? Oh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Gus 13. It sounds brutal. But, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, guys, I mean, you know, if you haven't had enough, you know, black commentary or black uh, garbage all over TV, you know, <laughs> yeah, here you go, NBC Black. So you guys can get some more uh, coverage of black people on television, you know, because I'm sure that's what we uh, what we need, you know. Oh, Blue says, expect me in a minute. I'm expecting you, buddy. It's coming. Bluten Bowden. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, guys, you know what? I also forgot to mention Romney, Mitt Romney has announced that he is that he will not run for, in 2016. Guys, I know everyone's going to be kind of sad here, you know. I mean, I know you guys were goose-stepping and zig-hailing, you know. It was like, oh, my God, Romney's going to run for fucking president again. You know, everybody get a fucking hard-on and start goose-stepping down Main Street. 
you know, I mean, Mitt Romney, Romney you know, I mean, who, who, you know, that guy's, he, he's just the epitome of conservatism, conservatism, hey, conservatism, you know, it's totally uh, Jewish garbage, completely 100% uh, from top to bottom. So, anyway, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's crying about that, Mitt Romney not running. Yeah, we'll get Jeb Bush. Can you even, that's actually something that I wanted to mention is that, I don't know if you guys can even believe it, but that it's it's actually going to happen, for those of you listening, it's actually going to be, uh, they say, like, it looks like it's going to be a good chance that it's going to be Hillary Clinton versus Jeb Bush in 2016. I mean, it's, it's so over the top. It's like a really bad comedy show. You know, it's like a really bad sitcom is what we're watching. Uh, you know, as I've said before, that the uh, the United States government, uh, you know, the whole financial institutions, the academic, the media, uh, it's all pretty much a really bad Saturday Night Live skit. That's pretty much what we're living in right now. And, uh, you know, it's just it's never-ending. It's actually going to be Jeb Bush versus Hillary Clinton. I, you know, maybe Sarah Palin will be thrown in the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised she's not doing porn yet, by the way. Uh, as Mike Tyson said, uh, the black basketball player that she banged in college or something, you know, gave her the womb shifter, you know, the womb shifter, <laughs> as Mike Tyson calls it. So, you know, Sarah Palin, womb shifters, uh, Mitt Romney, Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, it's basically just a Saturday Night Live skit, you know, cuckold porno, uh, never-ending, 24-7. And I, I know I'm personally, you know, crying a pool of tears over my, uh, Mitt Romney not running for president. So, <laughs> oh, man. God, fuck America. God, what a trash hole. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I want to read that one. I know I got a couple other stories here. Oh, yeah, back to the New Jersey uh, uh, police shooting. You know, you've got a uh, black man shot by a uh, by a black police officer. Nothing's ever going to happen. Nobody fucking cares. You know, um, you've got blacks. You know, basically defending the cop. Um, you know, that's how it is. You know, they're going to defend the cop. It's just, it's complete ass backwards garbage. I, I don't even know if I want to even talk about that one anymore. <clears throat> yeah. Well, anyway, I hope you guys are re- uh, ready for the fucking Super Bowl. I hope you're ready to to uh, jack off to the cu- uh, cuckold porno that is cuckold porno that is the Super Bowl. I know we're all going to enjoy it. And uh, oh, also, Black Brunch will be there. Hashtag Black Brunch. Um which is also getting violent. Um, I actually have a... Uh, <laughs> there is hope with a scope. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so hashtag Black Brunch uh, escalates to violent mob attack in St. Paul. We recently reported that two different white males were victims of racially motivated black-on-white uh, mob attacks in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. And this is top conservative news. Um, it turns out that this is just the tip of the iceberg. 
St. Paul police say that there have been many attacks. The attacks have been occurring on a regular basis since last September. Don't know if I'm going to read this whole thing. But, uh, uh, you yeah, have Blue. You call the dial-in number, which is one seven two four 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 seven four four four, and then you enter in the ID number, and that's how you get through. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I'm not going to totally read this article. <laughs> it's basically uh, these blacks running into a uh, restaurant while white people are eating and throwing shit at them and beating the shit out of them while they're eating, which is, you know, that's totally wonderful. Um, you know, that's that's great. You know, it's just uh, um, the, uh, you know, the beauty that is America. I mean, it's just wonderful. You know, I mean, who doesn't want a bunch of blacks coming in while you're eating fucking lunch, uh, you know, throwing glasses at you and beating the shit out of you uh, during your meal. So, you know, it's wonderful, it's great, it's America. you know, it's cultural uh, enrichment, as they call it, and I know I personally enjoy it. Yeah, and then you go to a drudge report and it says, play ball, play ball, play with balls. It's the Super Bowl, and they get a picture of a football. You know, I recently saw a story, too, where they said the the refs are going to be, like, checking the balls, See if they're deflated. <laughs> what a fucking crock of shit. God, I hate this place, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Guest 13 says you press your own pin or press 1 to be anonymous. You're always anonymous on here uh, for anyone who wants to call in. Um, it, your number doesn't come up, so anyway. <clears throat> oh, okay. Jesus fucking Christ, I got to me. I got somebody to talk to you. Yay. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, hey, Blue, how's it going, man? Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Not much, man. Just uh, <laughs> here messing with trying to get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened, actually, huh? what happened when uh, you got kicked off or whatever oh man where i live my uh my freaking service provider i get like bad coverage where i live so some yeah let me yeah hold on a second i'm probably gonna turn mine off uh, i'm calling my phone turn it off wi-fi it'll probably hang up on hang up on the call yeah i mean i don't know if that'll affect it I well i did it the other night when i called into a show yeah. Drew on the phone. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I, I probably should. I, I'm pretty sure though, if I turn off my Wi-Fi, man, my phone tries to reconnect. So I'm like, fuck, you know, do I try to turn it off or on or whatever? Anyway. Yeah, it says you're still on. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, you gonna be watching the uh, Super Bowl there, Blue? Uh, well, anyway, sounds like I guess it says you're still on the call, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, oh yeah, Whitney Houston's daughter was found unresponsive in the tub. 
I think that oh oh god, I'm just now looking at this girl, at this girl's picture, man. <laughs> god, she is butt ugly, man. I'm gonna uh, I gotta post this in the chat. This is oh man. Oh man, they're trying to play the video. God, that is so annoying when they do that. Yeah, you got you gotta love autoplay videos. That should be like completely universally banned from the internet. Is autoplay videos? Okay. <laughs> All right, it looks like we've lost a little bit of center. Yeah, I think we've lost blue. <laughs> well, we got three back in. Um, if any of the guests in the chat want to uh, say whether they can hear me, I don't like typing with one hand. Yeah, <laughs> can you guys hear me okay? Fuck, man. God, I hate fucking talk shoes. It's such garbage. Uh, for anyone who's listening, um, okay, you guys can hear me. Well, just to let you know, my I have my own um, uh, domain name, website, and everything. It's coming, guys. It's coming. I got my own website, uh, and I will be hosting my shows from there. Um, I don't know exactly how soon. Um, I'm still working on it. You know, I've got a lot of going on, so... Uh, it might be a little while, but Blute, if you're out there, go ahead and call back in. So, um, I know we had a problem there. It seemed like the whole thing fucking crashed. Oh, God, I hate talk shit. Anyway, so I will uh, <laughs> go ahead and read this story about uh, uh, Bobby Christina Brown, the daughter of singers Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, was found un- unresponsive today in a home in Roswell, Georgia, police say. Hours after Brown, 21, was rushed to North Fulton Hospital, police and the hospital officials declined to give any details about her condition other than to confirm that she was alive. Uh, Brown's husband, Nick Gordon, <coughs> and a friend uh, found her in a tub at the home uh, in the Ellard subdivision and started CPR, uh, police said. When Roswell police officers arrived at 10... Uh, 10.25 a.m., she was still unresponsive, and they took her over to the life-saving measures uh, until rescue personnel arrived. God, I don't even know if I want <laughs> to to read this. Can't say how sad this is, Roswell Police Department spokeswoman uh, Lisa Holland said. It's a difficult situation for police officer for a police officer to perform CBR on any person. Uh, okay, we got Blue back. Hey, Blue. Hey, sorry about that. I had to restart my phone. It froze when I changed it from <laughs> Wi-Fi to... Yeah, yeah I think it's because it's, it's, it's because you're an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, you hear about Whitney Houston's daughter? Uh, she died. Drowned. No, she didn't actually die. Just uh, unresponsive. Yeah. That's what I yeah. just read the URL in the chat, and 
look at it. I just I was thinking why would it say unresponsive if she was dead, but Yeah, yeah, I think she actually survived. But uh <laughs> I don't know, I just find it funny that, you know, it's such a news story. Like who you like God, she's butt ugly too, man. If you saw this picture of her, um, you know, she's super ugly, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, nobody, if not, she's nobody, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what has she even done? I mean, who, who's even heard of her daughter, right? I mean, like, she's literally <laughs> just riding the, the coattails of her mom. And I personally didn't enjoy her mom's music anyway. So. And mm-hmm. I, I... Uh yeah, well, um, fucking Data was singing that a couple of days ago, man. That was freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. good energy. Yeah, yeah. I think he started rapping there for a minute, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that was uh, funny earlier when you were talking about that rabbi. Uh, yeah, it's funny how. Uh, they don't like to leave places where nobody wants them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. we want you to go. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, it's like not not only do they want them to go, they're like, oh, we want compensation for how long you've been here and how long we've wanted you out. But <laughs> I don't know. As I read that entire oh. story, uh, I didn't see any. Um, like, you know, official, like, arrest or anything of the guy. I mean, these Jews can literally just commit these crimes, and it's like, oh, we'll let you just deal with it within your own courts, and, you know, girl, forget, like, any kind of rule. Uh, you know, you guys can just have your own uh, society within a society, and you can have your own laws, your own system, you know. Well, well, like, right? What about those uh, those fake Cops in England. I mean, they have those in New York too. Those uh, Jewish police. Uh, I don't know what their names are. What the, they call the them? The room. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the Shom room. <laughs> Unbelievable. I I think they. I don't know. The, I think the, they gave him some authority over there. I saw a picture of one. He had. A, he was holding a bat and a, a sign standing next to a sign that said, uh, "Women, please walk on this side." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there were some uh, some people in England who they took a bunch of uh, uh, I want to say like paper they just printed them out on paper out of a printer and they put up the signs and, and said something like uh, you know like it's not religious around here and we don't the women don't need to walk on on a certain side of the street and they they videotaped these Jews going around ripping down the signs. Uh, and this was in yeah. In March, I just uh, retweeted someone's tweet. I don't recall exactly when, or it said, uh, protesting the Jewification. Oh, no, that was a one for. Uh, no. I forget what it was, but they're they're doing the, pro- the Jewification of Great Britain, a protest. That's what it, it's called, I think. And it has, they have signs. That they've been posting up with the mer- with La Mer- La Happy Merchant face on it, <laughs> and I guess it has to do. Uh, they're using those uh, those shawrims or whatever. You, I didn't. Shawrim. Shawrim. They're using that 
you know, they're like using that as like a, a central point in their, you know, their, yeah. their, their banking, well, they're utilizing that as a talking point for its protest in March. Well, yeah, they want to, uh, you know, you're hearing these these rabbis and everything calling for uh, um, uh, Jews to be armed, you know, to be able to have special, uh, you know, firearms or, or laws, whatever you want to call them, to allow them to walk around with pistols on them. You know, which if, if you look at Europe's gun laws, man, I mean, to, to, to have a pistol on you, I mean, it's pretty much completely illegal in every European country. Um, yeah, that was like, in, uh, I think they were, were they talking about, I think they were talking about in the, in the, in Brussels, you know, the capital, I think it's still the capital of the EU. I think that changes every so often. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think they were, yeah, they were trying to make that for choose. It wasn't just, because at first I saw that just in England and then now I saw, I was seeing it. It was, a proposal for Jews all over Europe, all over the EU to have, you know, special gun rights to protect themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, nothing like the Jews, uh, you know, asking for special rights just for them and no one else, you know, no one else has to abide by, you know, every, everyone else uh, is not allowed to have firearms. Um, you know, you, you, if, I mean, I know like some European countries, you can still have firearms, but, um, Switzerland, they mandatory two years in the military, and then uh, everyone gets to take, I guess, their rifles home or whatever. But I don't know, like you were saying, how, how handguns, what what kind yeah, of even I can have, have. I have to double check, but uh, uh, most European countries, um, it's like completely illegal. I mean, I know to get concealed carry in most European countries is a total hassle. I mean, I, I'd have to dig it up, but I, I know it's. Compared to America, I mean, it's, it's you know, way worse. I mean, in America, you just, like, pay a fee. You take a couple of classes, and uh, they'll pretty much give it to you as long as you can legally own a firearm, you know. But when it comes to uh, European countries, it's way more strict. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that... There's that massacre in Scotland, and then the one even down in Australia. Those those are have to be just other Sandy Hooks. Yeah, you mean uh, yeah, you're talking about the ones like pretext for gun uh, banning guns. I know there was one, and maybe that wasn't what the they based it on down in uh, Australia, but in Scotland, I think it was based on a school shooting, or maybe I'm wrong. I think the uh, the Dunblane massacre is that what that's called? Yeah, I believe that's what it's called the Dunblane massacre. And then you have the uh, the um, the crazy kid uh, in uh, in Australia who uh, who he I believe he shot like fifteen or twenty people. Um, yeah. On one of these you know beach resorts <laughs> and. Um, they banned pretty much all guns in Australia because of that. Um, and that massacre, you know, the kid was totally crazy. I mean, the, the, the lady who was taking care of him had, like, reported him to be completely nuts. And they totally banned everyone from owning firearms there over that incident. Oh. And, 
Yeah, and then they, you know they did the same thing in England too. I I actually am surprised they haven't been able to pull something like that off here. I mean they've got like some of the masters or well, Andy uh, well, They keep they keep trying. I mean, yeah, they're they're. Uh, I think I was just looking recently. I think it's like ninety six percent of Jews in I don't know Senate or Congress. I think it's the Senate are opposed to gun ownership or or got lousy ratings from like gun advocacy, you know, gun rights advocacy groups. They got poor ratings, like F minus F E, whatever. But yeah, Yeah. Uh, you should look at this site that I've been looking at recently, the Zog.info. This guy, uh, like the byline at the head is who, at the top of the site is who controls America. And he's got so many, uh, all this stuff on the right. And then there's a list summaries. There's two links at the top. There's Zog.info where if you click the, the list summaries, it'll just be a page and it'll have all these different categories. It'll be who controls and it'll be in business and it'll be in economics and it'll be in government and all the different categories. And then it'll just give you the rundown. You know, out of this number of uh, officials for this, uh, this percentage of them are Jewish or have Jewish wives. Out of this percentage of officials or, or seats or representatives, uh, this perc- this number out of this number is Jewish. Uh, it's really, that, that, that's what you think should be like, made to look really nice and put all over the place and like rigorously verified so it's accurate and just spread everywhere. Because if you go down that list summaries link, like on the on the front page, he has two links at the top and all the links are on the right. But it's just like, it's just so insane. Like, and then it'll give the breakdown of like, uh, the, for some of them, the, the portion, you know, proportionate to the population. Jews are 2% of the pop- population, but are, uh, 50% of, uh, represented in this, and that's, uh, they'll say, you know, whatever, however percentage that is over, like, that's, you know, I'm stuck at math, but it's... Yeah, it, uh, is that, you know what it reminds me of, is that uh, that Jewish Faces, I believe it was called, it was called JewishFaces.com or... Yeah, it's better, though. Or something. Yeah, JewishFaces.com, <laughs> and that's, that's actually one of them. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the chat, because that one is a really... A uh, good one for anyone who wants to check that out. Um, I forget who runs it, but it's a good site because it uh, it goes all into uh, just. I mean, and what's funny is because it's called uh, Jewish Faces. Um, you know, they show the pictures of these people and they show how many of them there are that are just all over. You know, the music industry, the porn industry, uh, television. Yeah, yeah. He's got all those too, and. What what I was referring to was just the one page, but he has, if you click the link to the specific ones, he has for a lot of them, not all of them. And there's also a WordPress version of it, dissolvedwordpress.com. But he has the pictures too, even of the ones who aren't Jewish. So it'll show the, everyone else. Like you'll see, even though they're not all Jewish, well, here you got, well, half of them that aren't Jewish are black or Indian or, Arab or whatever, and then show the ones that are white. Yeah, yeah. No, I know it's a. <clears throat> it's like it's basically a total 
uh, rundown of everybody who's running running things like keeping tabs. I'm yeah. surprised it's not spread more because I was looking at and there, I really haven't seen any sites that were that comprehensive in in one location and documenting, uh, you know, keeping track of these people. Yeah, what do you do? You remember what the site is? Zog dot info. Oh, uh, nzog.info. Those, those, those zog. Oh, the zog.info. Sorry. Okay. I, I know now I want to see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Now I need to uh, check it out. Ouch. God. It's hard to type with one hand. What happened to your mic? Oh, are you able to hear me? Okay. Well, I mean, uh, you said you were on your phone. Don't you have a mic? Uh, oh, yeah, I do. I have a, a headset, but <laughs> freaking uh, um, talks you, man. It's a total pain in the ass to try to uh, um, uh, to try to use a headset with this. I, I've read it's possible, and you can do some work uh, to get it through or to get it to work. But, um, you know, it's a total pain, so... Yeah, I don't know. I I believe uh, I think it was North Powell. <laughs> One time I was in the chat, and I think North Powell um, uh, explained you know how to do it, and it was a total uh, <laughs> pain in the ass, man. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't be that difficult. I don't know any of that any stuff. I don't even have I don't even have an internal mic on my computer. I, supposedly that's supposed to that's like standard fare. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I have one on my uh, laptop, but I, I use a um, I use a, a headset. But you know, with uh, with TalkShoe though, you have to. Uh, oh, it's a total uh, nightmare, man. You have to like download a uh, program to be able to call in, and you have to do some other stuff too. It's oh, it, it, to me, it's just way too much work to just be able to call into one of these shows, even though you, you should be able to just... What's weird is I actually... Um, well, because it's to call in free, I actually used my headset one time, and uh, uh, I had to use actual money that I paid to Skype to be able to call in and do these shows over Skype. You know, and it's like it's like a buck or two an hour. I don't know. And I was just like, dude, I don't want to pay for it. So, <laughs> so I use my phone. Uh, under what circumstances does it does Skype uh, cost money? Like for oh, what? it's when you, when you make when you want to call phone numbers. You want to call like one eight hundred numbers and one seven two four numbers, like the number to uh, uh, talk to. You. Oh. Yeah. Recorded yeah. live. Huh. Recorded live. <laughs> yeah, talk show. Recorded live. Oh, it is so jilly. I can't remember who I was talking to before. Who was like, who was like, it's so fucking jilly. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, over the top, Julie. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is that, um, is I, you know, I don't believe they're that popular. I mean, they're they're fairly popular. You know, I I check them out on Alexa once in a while, just to see how popular they're, and they they seem to actually don't get, like, a lot of hits, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm actually double-checking them right now, um, just to see, uh, uh, where they're still at, 
Oh, yeah. See, they've dropped all the way down to 112,000, man, uh, on Alexa. I remember these guys being as high as, like, 30,000. Maybe, Bob. And, uh, Maybe Vlogtog kicked them back up. Yeah, I don't know. But what, they're doing worse now than they ever did. Yeah, it says that that last like uh, March they were they were less than forty thousand, so they were way more popular back then. But uh, yeah, they're down to one hundred and twelve thousand. It's just funny because if you go to talk to you, you know they always try to push like these shows that don't even they don't even record the shows anymore and shit, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it just seems like it's a bastion of like everyone that like the internet won't allow to do shows. They don't record the shows. Well, what's that? What do you mean? Well, like what I mean is, uh, if you go to the front of talk show, there's all these shows that like they always push as like the top shows, and there's uh-huh. only a couple of them that actually have anyone listening to them, like at all. I like what's funny is like I'll go there right now. This one is the most perfect one. I'll show you this. This this will make you fucking laugh, man. Um. Yeah, let's see. I bet she's going to be on the front of the... If you go to the front of the site, okay, she's not there right now. But, uh, uh, it looks like they might have pulled her off the front. Uh, let me see if I can find... Uh, uh, oh, here's a good one. The Secret Life of Mark Marcus. I don't even know who this guy is. This guy literally only did like maybe, maybe 30 shows uh, years ago. And he's still around. He's this black guy, <laughs> and he's wearing these sunglasses. I'll put him. In, I'll put it in the chat. But they always feature this guy in the front, and then they always have this lady who goes by Nikki something, who uh, who is always on the front of talk show too. Oh, and she's this ugly ass Jewess man. Um, you think they pick them, like select them? It's not like an algorithm. Oh no, they they I personally think they keep them up front because they say, "Oh, look at these like average shows that won't offend anybody." You know, because they won't the only shows that ever get any listeners or anything are like there's a bunch of like Christian identity and like other different, you know, pro-white shows and stuff that get listeners and stuff. You know, I I don't know, it's just kind of funny. It makes me laugh, man. Like Oh man, I, I oh, there's got to be ones that get way more than that, those shows. Or do the or do the the CI talk show shows get way more than the ones we <laughs> we go in? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, man. But yeah, there is a shitload of CI shows on here, man. Well, I know there's a lot of shows, but I just imagine it's the same general couple handfuls of people that and then yeah, I'm split not... up because of all the. Oh you know. man, I found this chick. Dude. I found this dude. I'm gonna post this in the chat, dude. Okay, so they 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 now I don't know if they still do, but they used to post this chick all the time on the front of talk show, all the time. And her name is the show is called Mickey and Friends. And um, oh man, when you look at the picture, you're like, oh, she looks like a blonde white woman. But when you when you right click and do a view image on this. Oh man, that's all I can say. Did you see that pic I put in there or that link? No, I'm Are not. You able to I'm not biased. Oh, I'm not biased. Okay, well I know you can't look at it, but anybody who's listening, if you want to take that link, 
go to that link and then uh, right-click over the chick's face and do view image, and you'll get this blown-out fucking picture of her. And she's so jewy-looking, man, and she's got, like, uh, dream weavers, like, dream weaver earrings. <laughs> it's so funny, man. I, I wish I could show it to you. I think you know, Nick, the Amerindians, the Native uh, Americans are, are really uh, Hebrews. <laughs> Lost tribe. Yeah, they're, they're really Hebrews. <laughs> like the Mormon, the Mormon and the CI, man. Yeah. Well, Mormon, that, that is interesting because they were pushing that back in the 1900s. I mean, back in the 1800s, in the 19th century. But yeah. they were pushing that back then that, you know, they found stuff and the languages fit with Hebrew and Jews could understand it and. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, as we all know, you know, hey, you know, the, the the Hebrews, they were white, blonde-haired people, and they 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 left the Levant to, uh, you know, form their countries in Northern Europe. You know, nobody nobody knows how or why they went there, but they I did. Thought, I thought the blonde hair was the result of a disease, and I thought they were most most of them were black-haired. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they all had brown skin and uh, kinky black hair until they until they went to Northern Europe and then Yahweh, uh, like kissed them with his scepter, his holy scepter. Well, you know they the all... measure is uh, blood in the face, so I guess that means we have we have to let those uh. Those uh, those rabbis in because a lot of them have blood in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though they're kind of yellow, but that's okay. <laughs> well, there are definitely rabbis that are pretty much as pale as you can get. Yeah, yeah. You know, those European genes from over the centuries. Yeah, yeah, and even though they're you know they're butt ugly, but they you know, their skin might be kind of yellow. But... Yeah, I know what you mean. Though I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of Jews that have you know pale skin and uh, are able to show quote unquote blood in the face or blush. I mean, it's really only like blacks and really dark, you know, Mexicans and Arabs that can't do that. You know, anybody can blush. I don't know the any so-called evidence in the Bible that, that tries to support that kind of shit is. Uh, is just total nonsense, man. I mean, none, none of it can be proven at all. So, yeah, I, I just, I'm just glad I'm not caught up in that. I don't let them. I'm, let uh, other people argue against it. I'm not interested in researching it just to disprove them. They can, uh, you know, they can consume themselves hours upon hours reading about the Jewish. Uh, Old Testament, I don't give a fuck. That's uh, their prerogative. I just don't understand. Because yeah. yeah, I've, well, I've, I've read it, and it doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> Why would you want yeah, to I mean, it? <laughs> Anybody with a brain can see that it's complete garbage. But, uh, no, I saw I saw your uh, the comment you left on Daily Stormer. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's fucking Sven Longshanks. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, he... He went on there and was like, oh, then you know, said the guy, he doesn't put his picture up. Well, I mean, uh, anything to do, 
as if that has anything to do with uh, uh, with him <laughs> disproving right. what you said. So if a if a nigger advocates for white people and he puts his picture up and he's a nigger and I call him out, he can say he can say, yeah, well you didn't put your picture up, so you can't say anything. <laughs> well, it yeah, like, um, I, it's a fair point. I, you know, you're exactly right, son. I didn't put my picture up, but I don't care. I mean, that to me is like a would be a false. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't be. Who would I be trying to prove anything to? I mean, and what difference would it make? I mean, uh, I met Dana. That's how I learned about Renegade. I met him in person. So he's seen me. And I sent pictures to Kyle and Drew before just to be like, oh, Kyle, I spent all this time in your chat just so you know I'm a white person. This is what I look like. You know? so, so it's, yeah, not like it's not like no one's seen me before. And I've been to, I've been to, uh, I was at a KS, a Keystone State Skinheads uh, uh, Lee Ferguson Day in 2012. I've been I've been to different things. It's not like, you know, in person I talk about the Jews. Why do I need to connect my face online to it? Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of uh, I would if I could uh, have like if I could you know if. If a, a worldwide campaign couldn't uh, couldn't stop me from a, a, an income, you know, no matter what they did, if I was doing some kind of work, oh, it, yeah. they could do whatever they wanted, and it and it wouldn't uh, affect my income. And if I didn't live with people who I don't want to involve, uh, and have them lose like involved in in their work or anything, then I would because nobody's gonna like come to me because I'm one of I'd be one of how many people online that's racist? So many. That's not the point. It, it's a oh, catch-22. Exactly. Catch yeah, I was joking in the, uh, the Renegade chat with you earlier. You know, I was like, I was like, that's the thing with the old timers. You know, they they can they can be outright fucking national socialists. You know, goose stepping down Main Street with their fucking arm in the air. I mean, you know, what's going to happen to them? They're on retirement. You know, whatever. But like, if you're a young guy, I mean. You're fucking toast, man. I mean, they will crucify you. And I don't mean that in a biblical sense. I mean, they will literally fucking basically kill you. <laughs> they they will financially... Um, yeah, the financial... The financial yeah, and the people I live with. That's my... that To me, that's an honorable thing. Or instead of if I were to let my ego be like, yeah, I need to prove this to these people in order to prove it to myself. I'm not... I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm... You know. Yeah, well, that's what they want. I mean, they, they want you to, to, especially if you're a young guy, you know, and it's like, well, wait, don't you have to work? <laughs> like, don't you have to, like, get an education or whatever? I mean, even without the education, what are you going to do for work? You know, if they, once these people label you as this, uh, you know, Internet Nazi. And I would uh, have to stop online, you know, because they wouldn't stop contacting your employers. Yeah, yeah. If you got fired from one and then went and tried to do it to another one, if you were still active online, then they'd just go to that one. I mean, people yeah. pull it off. You know, more power to you. Uh, I, I accept the criticism for all of us. You know, the criticism that goes to those who don't put it out there on on the internet. I accept it. Uh, it doesn't change anything for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's what really cool. logic. 
weighing your weighing the, the different outcomes. Yeah, me personally, though, I mean, you know, I, uh, I you know, I respect anyone who actually goes out there and does uh, any kind of, you know, activism or whatever, you know, I mean, that, that's cool, whatever. I mean, you want to do that, it's okay. I mean, me personally, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I've got a lot going on in my life, man, and I just like, you know, if you if you go totally public, man, I mean, you know, these Jews, they don't care, man. They will, they will fucking destroy you, man. They, they will make it to where even if you're 20 years old, you will never be able to find a job for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter your education or whatever you do. You know, they will have these antifa, uh, you know, yeah, on you. When you I know, went to and, that Leif Erickson march in Philly uh, in 2012, hosted by Keystone State Skinheads, I learned that, you know, like uh, I didn't really think about it beforehand, uh, the sort of opposition or like, uh, you know, that is such a, a big deal. Like I, I hadn't really had big picture yet of like the reason why racialist views aren't popular is a big reason for it. And th- those Antifa, they play a big role in, in suppressing, uh, you know, grassroots activism by taking photos and harassing people and scaring people into not being active. And they're taking pictures of people and their license plates and they're posting them all over the internet. And I was, I was worried, you know, because I wasn't really prepared for that. And thankfully like I had my car right there. Nobody took a picture of my license while I was leaving. I, they could have, uh, or they would have probably put it online and I had glasses and, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it really is. I mean, the tactics are so dirty. I mean, I, I mean, you would never have thought, you know, in all these years, you know, <laughs> that I've been alive anyway, that you know people will be resorting to this kind of garbage. Um, Just because you're afraid really of people, you know, they're like, you don't love, you don't love Vikings. You're just a fucking white supremacist. <laughs> You'd, yeah, those Martin Spears would have hated you. They would have hated you. And Daryl Lamont Jenkins was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, oh, at that thing you went to? Yeah, he was there. That's <laughs> oh my God. Like, that was my first uh, ever, like, thing. And because as soon as, like, I totally rejected Christianity, I was like, I became more and more, like, uh, like idealistic and consci- consciously uh, racialist and more like looking into like pagan stuff and our ancestry and you know i didn't suppress certain things like emotions like like i've always been racial but you sort of suppress it and it ends up where you it doesn't your racialism sort of doesn't really show through but after i just got rid of christianity i was like this yeah. like looking at everything that the jews were doing i was like you know we people need to like i need to i have to go there like i felt like i had to like I have to go there and give another body to support this thing that I wasn't really prepared for, like, you know, all this uh, hatred. Like, these people were, like, uh, they're they're just, like, crazy white people there and Jews and hipsters and yelling at you, man. They hate you, dude. They're totally irrational. It's kind of funny. You have, like, little that are, like, five feet that are, like, they're ready to like literally rip your head off if they could. Like you, at least they pretend they posture it like that. 
Yeah, well, see, the thing is with these antifas, too, man, I've noticed that actually most of the time, and I've really tried to examine these people anytime I see video or pictures of them, and i, I got to say about three-quarters of the time, they're, they're usually some kind of mixed race, man, and you can tell they're just so uncomfortable with their identity that they have to attack anything that they perceive as being racist. Um, it, it's, I mean, I know there's whites involved. I'm not saying, like, you know, whites are of the gay club at my high school. That's what they reminded me of. They reminded me of the kids that hang out with the gay kids. Like the really yeah. art, the really like the crappy degenerate artsy kids and the hipsters and the, and the like LGBT club. That's exactly what they remind me of. It's the LGBT faggot rejects and all their fat, ugly friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I would say it's kind of like I would say it's kind of like that, but it's kind of a combination because they, you know, they're always trying to recruit and get new people to join them. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably kind of a mixed bag, but I I see what you're saying though, and I actually agree. That's what they remind me of this bunch, <laughs> and they had some extra ones because uh, I guess the Occupy movement was going yeah. on. Yeah, and then, you know, as they go along, I mean, I'm sure they, they find new ways to to recruit other psychopaths who are willing to, um, you know, basically destroy people over perceived, you know, crimes of racism and white supremacy. I mean, it's, it's such a total joke because uh, a video that I, I had posted, uh, I believe in the Renegade chat, I'm pretty sure I posted that video there. I'll see if I, maybe I can find it again. This young lady, she's actually a really pretty young white lady. She was just a member of, like, this conservative group. They weren't even, like, that hardcore, man. And, um, uh, you know, she worked this, like, barely over minimum wage job, you know, $10 an hour maybe, you know. I mean, I don't think she said what she got paid, but, I mean, you could tell they probably weren't paying them, you know, much more than 10 or $11 an hour. And uh, now I guess they didn't physically attack her, so it wasn't, like, too crazy, but these Antifa, um, I'm going to dig this up on YouTube, man, and because I always see you in Renegade, I'll I'll see if I can, like, PM you a a link to it or something, but um, yeah, this this young pretty white lady from Oregon, uh, she worked at, like, a a nursing home, and uh, and because these Antifa had seen some of the activism that she had done online, Dude, they started showing up to her work, holding up signs, saying that she was a Nazi, calling her manager, uh, telling them, oh, you know, calling in threats, uh, uh, you know, telling her management, the, or the management at the place that she worked, this fucking nursing home, the fucking <laughs> an employee at a nursing home, right, for probably like less than 12 bucks an hour for sure, you know. And uh, they basically destroyed her life. Uh, over this, they were literally yeah. picketing. They were picketing. They a lot of, they ha- I think over the years they've had way more success than people realize. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they really do keep people from coming out onto the street and doing anything because it, that's why at some point there just has to be. Well, you see, even in Europe, when there's so many of them, Europe's a different. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You could really go anywhere with it because as as we grow, they'll grow. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. Well, well, they've got the, they've got the government behind them. That, that's the most you know horrible part. Oh, definitely. Of it. 
you know, they've got the government, they've got the academic institutions behind them, they've got everybody behind them. And what they do, it's it, it's got to be the most clever, crafty part of it, is that they've got they've got the government, the academic institutions, and anybody with a fucking brain can see that. But what they do is they say, oh, the academic institutions and the government, it's all white supremacists, and they're all suppressing us. You know, we're being suppressed as we march in the streets and, and well, uh, abuse and anyone who, huh? In Canada, the group that, like, burnt down Zundel's house or or something, yeah. they were they that. had total support from the government uh, at, like, this one council meeting, like, local officials or whatever were, like, totally, like, they got money for, from them and stuff, you know, oh, for this yeah. anti-racist collective yeah, not only did they receive money, there's a video on YouTube, man. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Ernst Zundel wasn't even there. And uh, I believe it was Zundel's house. I, there's a video on fucking YouTube of this. There's like a, there's like 150 of these Andy Foss scum, and they are literally throwing flaming bags of dog shit into the guy's house, through his windows, breaking his windows out, basically burning this guy's house down. And and there's like five or six cops, and they're just standing there. They're just fucking standing there. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Burn the guy's house down with people inside of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and don't and don't uh don't bring more cops and cordon them off and get and all the right and arrest them all. You know, just just let don't just let them go. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it really is insane, man. That's why. You know, anyone who, who, I'm sorry. Huh? No, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say, though, because, I mean, it comes back to I mean, what we were originally talking about, about, like, uh, you know, the Sven Longshanks guy. Well, can't speak. Longshanks, uh, you know, uh, breaking your balls about not posting your pick all, all online. I mean, fucking who would, man? I mean, you got these Antifa literally burning your fucking house down, man. You know, I mean, they, they don't care. No, I, I gotta say, in America, the cops probably would stop it here in America, but Canada is just complete insanity. But uh, no, if if I had if I had income, a secure income, and I lived on my own, I would be. I'd put my picture online. I would because I'm a bit. Uh, see, there's a lot of contradictions. I, ideologically, I'm a bit radical, but then. I still need to live, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but but if I had to secure income and I lived on my own and that wasn't affected, maybe it was just my life. I I would put my photo online. I would go out protest shit even if on my own. I definitely would. I, nothing would would stop me uh, from doing that. But it's not. It's not. It's you have to like look at the alternative. Like if if I do that, then I'm just going to be neutralized because. I'm not going to be able to like uh, earn a living and raise a family, and and actually that's the biggest contribution I could actually give, you know, is to have some kids and reproduce. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I, I've said for a long time that I mean that's that's the number one goal, and then after that, like if you can secure solid income where you, where you know. You don't have to worry about these punks trying to trying to fuck with you. 
you know, then you can go all out. And I, I totally encourage that. I mean, you know, but I know with myself, I mean, I just, like, I'm at a point myself where I, I there's no way I could deal with something like that, you know, not at this time, you know. And uh, even though I would like to, I, I don't mind these motherfuckers, you know. I mean, I, I'm a grown man. I can take care of myself, you know. But uh, it's just I just don't think that they would really go out of their way to come to some small town if you're living out uh, in some some small county in a small township out, you know, down some road uh, in the country. Come and try it because you're going to be too scared to do it. And I'm not going to be big enough name for you to bother regardless of the fact that I have my name and face out there. And I'm saying nigger yeah, and, um, and stuff. And, like, my oh, yeah. hatred is not the same as their hatred. Dude, theirs is totally, totally irrational. Like, mine is more of, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, like, I, you know. I would feel esoteric or something. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's sort of hard to be constantly pissed off. Like, you know, I sort of, that's, you know. I just adapt to the reality of the situation. I'm not emotionally out of balance. I'm, I, you know, you can be healthy mentally and emotionally and psychologically knowing everything that's going on without it getting you nuts all the time and irrational because you are intelligent and insightful enough to realize you can't do anything. Let that hatred fester and, and simmer, you know, make it idea, make it intellectual. And then when you have the time or the opportunity or you have to, uh, become physical, then, uh, you know, get fucking nuts, you know what I mean? But you can't just be a, an emotional, irrational, chaotic person all the time, and that's what they were. Like, I was there, like, uh, I was going to my car and to leave, and uh, the the leader was like, you know, tell the, tell the cops that you're going to your car just so that, you know, these freaks don't, you know, whatever, try to attack you. And I was like, I really don't want to do that because I'm going to look like a bitch and I'm not afraid of these people. And he was like, no, just yeah. do it. So I was like, yeah, officer, I'm going to my car. And this this uh, this girl who's like five foot was like, yeah, you need the pig to protect you. And I was like, I'm just doing it because they told me to. And she goes, no, you're not. Ah! <laughs> like before I, even, before I even finished, I was like, no, I was just doing it because they told me, no, you're like she was like just total blind emotion hatred like complete nothing nothing behind it but emotion you could tell that she was not uh she had no logical reason for it it was just pure emotion uh yeah well that's 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 Marxism to a to a T, you know. I mean, it's just pure emotion. You know, there's no logic or facts uh, that have ever supported. Like that. I could have kind of debated them. They wouldn't have made it possible. Because yeah, you know, you can't debate them. They don't want debate, man. They, they want, you know, they're usually, uh, you know, you, you know, you have these. It's it's such a a crazy. Jew structure, you know what I mean? It's like you've got these super rich Jews at the top. <clears throat> you've got the the regular Jews who may or may not be completely involved. I mean, it's kind of like here and there, you know. You've got the you've got some regular Jews that aren't, some regular Jews that are. You know, it's kind of like a mixed bag. But then besides them, you've got the ignorant retard lemmings that just do whatever the hell the media tells them to, which is pretty much what they do. I mean, these the psychotic, 
Antifa Marxists, man. I mean, they're, they, it's really the only way to explain them. I mean, they they just they act on complete emotion. They just say, oh, well, you're racist, so we have to, like, <laughs> kill you in the streets, basically, you know. And then they totally have the government and the academic institutions and everything else, uh, you know, completely behind them, so... Yeah, that's what's so insane about it is that they keep saying that we are, that the government is racist. You know how crazy that is? If the government were racist, uh, you know, you, we wouldn't have all these people coming in. You, We wouldn't have all these Jews in our government. Uh, we wouldn't. It's just so stupid. It's so uh, unbelievable that they actually believe it. It's just that they, they're, they're not for uh, non-white people, even though non-white. Well, the non-white people are, but they're they're they they're uh you know they're uni- what they're unifying. Uh, what unifies them all is hatred of white people, and probably a lot of them just hate themselves. And so you know, let's hate white. It, it's sort of like what they say anti-Semitism is. You know, we just it's just a rational hatred, and we just blame them for all their problems. Because pretty much every time they explain something, it's the opposite. So I, I, I say that anti-whiteism is what they claim anti-Semitism is. It's just totally yeah. rational. Uh, it's uh, just it's double speak, man. That's what it is, man. And that's a term there you said that to explain it, the irrational hatred of white people. That's exactly what it is. And uh, and what they what they do is they try to lump in uh Jews do is oh, oh it's all just whitey and if the Jews are uh, innocent it's just the uh, the wasps you know it's just the the white Anglo-Saxon you know they they love that term Anglo-Saxon you know it sounds so regal and horrifying you know oh the Anglo-Saxon yay. you know uh, it's like what are, what are you talking about pretty much all of Northern Europe <laughs> you know I like- you, you're seeing Huh? I like I like how they um this is one thing I'm really I really like that there's that they're uh the the whole left so called um that they keep uh like the more like anti Jewish, anti Christian, uh Holocaust denying, Hitler uh respecting uh you know, racialists. They keep they keep uh throwing these like the mainstream left, they keep comparing us to uh, Republicans and Christians, <laughs> and I love it because I think it, it's uh, it allows us to grow because <laughs> they don't really yeah, how, it, how, it, how oh, yeah, yeah, I do believe that it actually it adds to our ranks because uh, they're able to label these uh, you know these Tea Party people and conservatives too, and I think it actually works to our advantage. Yeah, they, they can just you know, call and us tea baggers, and it it goes to show that they don't understand. Like the more intelligent ones among us, they don't understand our beliefs like we understand their ideologies. Uh, they don't understand yeah. our political history and, and our intellectual political history. They don't. So if they don't understand it, they really, when we become larger, uh, it's going to take a lot of them being educated to, so that they can actually. You know, no, instead of like throwing out like the less educated racialists just freaking out and saying you're a Jew, you're a nigger, they're gonna, they're all gonna have brain farts too. They're gonna be like you're a fucking, you know, 
tea party. Tea bagger. <laughs> You're a tea bagger. You're a part of the tea party there. Uh, Sailor Peel and John McCain. Yay. We hate all of them. We hate them all. We, they're the same to us. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Jones just said that uh, a Sarah Palin Ted Cruz ticket would give him a wet dream. Oh, yeah, I saw that, dude. <laughs> that is outrageous. <laughs> uh, and he admitted that he's Bill Hicks. Yeah, he's also Bill Hicks, yeah. <laughs> That's a good conspiracy, man. I love that shit. <clears throat> Yeah, no, well, that, that, that's another good thing, man, just turning up these info wars idiots uh, labeled as Nazis. You know, yeah, you're a Nazi. You know, anything that deviates from the, uh, from the, you know, le- the leftist uh, Marxist, cultural Marxist insanity, you know, just have, yeah. have them label everyone. But it would actually be good for them to just attack anybody uh, the way they do, like, you know, and try to... Uh, huh? yeah. I keep interrupting you, but no, go ahead, go ahead. let things get real polarized. Um, let make make white people to a point where they either have to basically bend over, you know, and say I'm a bitch, or stand up and throw their arm out and say, "Fuck you, cigar," or you know, <laughs> like uh, I'm for yeah. I'm for I'm for my people, you know. Make it so it's only one or the other, no in between. Polarize it as much as possible. Keep calling fucking conservative people who hate us. Keep calling them Nazis. You're only doing us a favor. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I say that that's a that, that's a good one, man. Um, you know, just keep uh, keep having them harass. Uh, you know, any of these Tea Party whites or conservative whites. Just keep harassing them and just make them either uh, choose one side or the other. You know, they're going to go full cultural Marxist. Or, um, you know, finally stand up to these people and tell them to fuck off. Because once that happens, then their tactics of trying to get us fired from our jobs and stuff, it, it ain't going to work or anything. You know, it's not going to work anymore. Um, there's this, oh, there's this, uh, I think it's on Tumblr. Um, if anybody who's listening hasn't seen it, I know we only have a couple people still listening, but, um, oh, man, it's, I believe it's on Tumblr. And it's uh, it's called getting racists fired from their jobs. Have you yeah, have yeah. you seen? I saw it uh, recently in the last month. Oh man, yeah, dude. You know, I'm telling you that right there, man. I say keep doing it, keep doing it, man. Uh, keep poking the fucking lion or the bear, or whatever you want to call it, man. Keep doing it, man. Because uh, once you start like going that far, and you keep going that far. You know, you, you're you're agitating something that you, that these leftists these leftists are agitating something they may not actually want to happen to them. <laughs> you well, know, they're they're, they're getting a, they want to get it nasty, man. I mean, it's going to get nasty. Well, one day, well, one of us will be at the forefront, or there'll be numerous of us, not us, but white men standing before people saying what the Jew, what Hitler said. You know, the Jews used to laugh about it. They're not laughing anymore. You know. They really yeah. we're not fucking around, you know. Yeah. They're they that video people should watch, Hitler, the man 2.0, or the same video Hitler uh, fought Hitler the man or Hitler fought against the bank. Truth gone viral. Uh, it's just like a seven minute video. I watched it twice oh, I, today. It's I, so good. It's so fucking awesome. I think they, like, I may have watched. 
they put footage like, you know, modern days. They apply his old speeches with footage of uh, Jews today running everything. And oh, like, yeah. I'm telling you, those speeches, man, you go back and listen to those. Not, not just from Hitler, but uh, Goebbels, uh, uh, Hermann Goering, um, if I'm pronouncing the names correctly there. Um, man, those speeches. Uh, more other people in the NSGA have recorded speeches translated, because I have looked for, uh, like, like speeches from like Himmler or Goering or or even Rosenberg used to give some speeches. I don't know if they're those are if he was any good, but like in was an order or anything. But it must have been some of his writings or something that I read. I know him, Hitler, Goebbels. I mean, fuck, man, you, you don't read those writings. Goebbels is good, man. Uh, he yeah. he he could he had control over. The, he had a good. Uh, Way with the crowd too, timing it, timing his and his tone and his hand movements and waiting for when to when to strike with with what he wanted yeah. to say. Oh, first Goebbels, man, that that guy makes us like any of us look like uh, total pansies, man. Like he he was. Yeah, like, oh, I remember this quote that I, that I remember. Uh, I either watched a video of him or I, I read him where he was like. He was talking about Jews, and he was saying that they were like a uh, they were like a disease, <laughs> and that like the the out of the body that they needed to be cut out of the body, at the way that you would like cut out a a tumor or something. And I mean, abscess. It was just, yeah, like an abscess. Yeah, exactly. Like a uh, like an abscess fucking tumor uh, on the ass of humanity. Yeah, which I thought I was just like, damn man, this guy is just fucking hardcore. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goebbels is good. Uh, I wish I could think of some of the stuff that he said. Like his total war speech was a big deal, and I in uh, the uh, the beginning of uh, his diaries, forty two to forty three, the guy who edited them together claims that there were he came across claims himself that people uh, like Goebbels would be at a cocktail party or something and he was capable of uh, he'd he'd go into a monologue with himself and he'd argue uh, he'd argue all the different political ideologies Marxism, social democracy, conservatism monarchy, national socialism uh, socialism He'd, he'd He'd argue them all, and he and apparently he was so good that uh, these people who relayed this to this guy who, edit, who compiled his diaries or edited them, that the people said that he was complete. He was no less convincing at any of them than he was. You know, he was just as convincing with the Marxism and in supporting that as he was. And you know, it might have been bullshit just to say that he was full of shit and he's just. Uh, uh, casting spells over everyone, you know, people weren't, uh, people weren't taken in by the truth. Uh, they were just, he was just so good. He could, that's how I always frame it. You know, Hitler's a mad evil genius and they cast spells over people, but I kind of believe it. You know, if he was just that intellectual and that, that good at, you know, and psychologically insightful and that he could, you know, now, now I'll defend Marxism. And I'll defend this. And apparently, the claim is that he could defend them all, and it sounded 
good yeah. to all of them. And what well, was so was so interesting about it too, especially at that time, is it's like you know they were like the top political leaders at the time, and it was like they were saying this shit, and it's like man, could could you imagine anyone even getting uh, within a a half a mile of anything? you know, that Goebbels or Hitler was seeing at that time. I mean, it's just like, you're never going to see it again. The next time you see it, it's going to be, it's going to be in your face. I mean, there's, there's just no other way around it. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be some, um, uh, you know, garbage, uh, political, you know, banter, like, you know, the way you've got like Mitt Romney, the conservative, I mean, the, the way America is now, it's such a complete joke, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, oh, I, I just say it's so hard to explain, you know, how you could even say how, you know, like me, myself, I, I mean, I'm not, it's why I still say, like, I, I don't, I don't ascribe to any of these, uh, or subscribe to any of these, um, uh, political ideologies you see in America, you know, the, the libtard, the conservatards, the, you know, either side, the left, right, the middle. I mean, it's it's all a complete joke, man. Completely from top to bottom. Um, you don't have anyone telling the truth on either side or even in the middle. It, it's just it's a total uh, facade. It's a show. It's just a. I think uh, a, it's a fucking. I think a lot of people on the so-called right are only on the so-called right because they're implicitly racial, and the reason. Uh, that's the reason why I support it and the reason why the defense, the intellectual defense of their shit ideologies is so lousy and uninspiring is because it's bullshit and it has the reason it's the reason why they take that side and the reason why they verbally and explicitly argue why they're on the side have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> you know, why they're really over there is because of uh, racial instincts. Uh, because they think that's the side for them. But then when they try to intellectually defend the positions that they've been given that aren't the result of that racial instinct that have been handed to them, they can't do it. Because, you know, I told my, uh, uh, someone in my family, you know, like he's, he, he, he believes, you know, all the constitution and stuff. And I was like, it's not inspiring anymore because, it's not tied to blood, you know. You're not who you are. Who's the freedom for? It has to be for us, you know. Because if it's not for if it's not for a set group of people, it's too abstract, and there's nothing inspiring about that. It has to be realistic. It has to. You have to have feel connection to, you know, freedom, freedom, liberty. Uh, you know, uh, you should have borders and all this stuff. They're all arguing it from a totally uh, abstract coming from a total abstract place, you know, yeah, it's not inspiring. You have to tie it to a people. It has to be a defense of a people and a history and an essence that, that's tied to that people. You know, um, I, I'm only inspired by racialism because it's just natural. I mean, people came before me that look like me and long after I exist, people who look like me will continue to exist. There's nothing that can make me fight for any other group other than that. It's it's been it's inborn. I mean, you're not you're not honorable if you can think about all those individual men. They didn't have to collectively be like, oh, we're all together, we all love each other. No, just think of individual men, even if they weren't in your direct 
ancestral line who look like you, who were who had similar emotions to you, similar experiences to you, spiritual experiences, psychological experiences, and you connect. That's that's how you connect with other people and have empathy for and have idealism and all you know have uh, have care for actual real world like a an empathy for people and a, a like a, a, a racial humanitarian that results in real world effects. But that's not for everybody because if you don't exclude it. It's meaningless. You can't. I can't sympathize with everybody, you know, or else it becomes. Yeah. It, there's no worth to that. You have to. You have to. Uh, you have to be intolerant. That's how you create value. You have to have partiality. You can't be impart, impartial. It's then you're a then you're full of shit. You're phony baloney. You don't believe what you said. You're just saying it because you're you have low self-esteem and you want to feel good about yourself or because you know it'll it'll benefit you somehow socially or it makes you feel good or you're one of those groups that will that will benefit like a lot of this on the left the left wing right these white people they support racialism for other groups you know what yeah, i mean they support really. explicit racialism racial nationalism of other groups I get, <laughs> except their yeah. own. Yeah, it really is just so backwards, man. I mean, you really wonder, like, how much worse can it get? You know, like, how much, you know, I, I just, it, it's such double speak and it's so completely backwards, you know, even with, like, the whole founding fathers constitution stuff, you know, I mean, like, you know, if, if you don't take it in uh, a racial context, um, you know, it's pretty much all just bullshit. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, oh, well, freedom's for everyone, freedom's forever. Um, you know, and it's not realistic freedom. either. I mean, even if it were, it's not even realistic. You know, it's not like it. it uh, it's not like only it's uninspiring, but it's not even realistic if you're talking about that. The whole world is never going to get along. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So, what do you want to do? You want to mix everyone up and have a bunch of individuals hate each other or you want to have a little, you know, make it a, a blocks of different types of people and then they can hate each other. <laughs> you know, they don't have to, but uh, that might happen anyway. You know, even if we succeed in separating them, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, multicultural, multiculturalism breeds conflict. There's no doubt about that. I mean, it's a total joke. I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, what what do these Marxists even want? I mean, either either one of two things: they want this total multicultural uh, utopia, or they want complete enslavement of white people. <laughs> you know, that's really the only other option. You know, it's they don't want to. They don't want to create anything. They're and if they say they do, they're lying to themselves because it's just logically impossible. And can't they see that they're just working for the people, the upper classes? Because you know, if they always they always like to say this, uh, we shouldn't. It's a ra- it's it's a class conflict. Uh, race is used to divide. You know how you, how how race is able to be used to divide the people within a country because there are different races. <laughs> That's how yeah. they're able to use race to divide us because they have put success succeeded in keeping us together. 
Now, if these blacks were smart, they would advocate for their own territory. You know, they've successfully been fooled into wanting to live with the people who enslave them and who don't want to live with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, then on top of that, you know, they, they see what Africa is like. You know, they see what a dump that place is. I mean, you know. Well, they think that they're capable, don't they? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a total joke, man. I mean, you know, to see here, um, you know, on these marshes, I mean, they, they want a, uh, I forget the quote, wasn't there that, that rabbi like 100 years ago? He's got that quote that's like, you know, we're pretty much going to turn these people all into one mixed race, and they will just serve us, the Jews, uh, you know, from birth till death. Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable that, that you know, these uh, these leftists and everything, they can't, you know, uh, see through everything these Jews are doing. It's just complete well, insanity. They're the, they're the, uh, they're that force behind it all is jewelry obviously um it's them they're the motivating force behind all this um and now that they now that they have such power in all these different areas of society uh they're gonna go for it you know they're gonna try and succeed they really want to control the you know the ones at the top the really super rich Jews that have lots of money, they want the world. That's what they want. Yeah. They really want the whole world. And they're going for it. And they have people who aren't Jewish going along with it to try to do it too. And they feel special because they get to be up so high and being part of this, you know, uh, I guess they, yeah. I guess it's like Christians liking, looking to the, looking at, at uh, rapture. You know, they don't care that they're looking and and welcoming hell on earth with this uh, apocalypse because they're just happy to live in a time in in the history of man that makes them feel special. They're a part of this. They're they're going to get to witness something uh, significant in a you know cosmologically uh, in their lifetime. They're going to get to see the great ending. You know, it's the same thing with these Jews who are just, I mean, non-Jews who are, aren't doing it for greed or, or prestige or ego. They're just freaking happy to, like, you know, it's 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 power, you know, and yeah. power. And, yeah, and, I, I wondered about that. Like, you, you wonder if, like, they just, they just want to see the world end. Like, they want to see this whole place just crumble into an ash heap and just explode this whole place in the dust, you know? So I always wonder about that. Like, they, they, like almost like they... It's almost I, like they want to... I was a Christian. I, I was obsessed with the Revelation, and I wanted this fucking place to come crashing down. And a lot of it probably had to do with the anti-nature teachings growing up and fear of sin and pretty much self-hatred because you're constantly questioning if there's something wrong with you, you know? Because you have a genuine fear of hell, hell for all eternity. So hell for all eternity, I sure as hell don't want to burn, feel a sensation of burning that never is, con- is still renewed, it never goes away. So you get that kind of insane idea in your head. Okay, well now I can't sin. Well, what's sin? So you're just constantly self-analyzing, and it's totally against nature. So you sort of hate life. I mean, that's what it is for a lot of Christians. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of them admit it. Well, I don't- 
uh, yeah, like whatever uh, the point I was trying to make though is that, like, see, like if you've got these billionaire Jews, you know, and uh, everything, you know, they they're running everything, you know, so the Sumner Redstones and George Soros's uh, of the world, you oh, know, they, you you really wonder if like like because of course they believe their own Semitic garbage, you know, of the of the Bible and everything, that you wonder like, do they actually want to try to bring the end of the world? I like they want to, yeah, like they want to bring it down and see like, hey, is this Yahweh real? Like, let's bring Yahweh down himself. And uh, they have you know, not Yahweh, but they have, like they they want to build rebuild the temple, like in masonry. A lot of stuff centers around rebuilding the temple, and the Messiah is going to come. And then also, I think that these Jews at one point just wanted to destroy everything because they saw the Aryan was about to take control and they were the chosen people and if they couldn't inherit the earth then no one could you know and then there's also the Sabbatan Frankists who believed that um, the Messiah couldn't come unless the world was purified it was pure or totally corrupt it had to be one or so they want to corrupt everything so that the Messiah will only come when the world is so degenerate when you say Aryans, uh, like what what re- what religious context do you mean? Like what racial like Aryans? Inherit, yeah, like they come I mean, in Europe. I mean, I mean, we were at the height of Europeans. We were at the height. We, yeah, we sat on the throne. In a, in, yeah, okay. in one sense. Yeah. Regardless okay. of how much power Jews had in finance and how much they were behind pulling, like pull uh pulling the strings and influencing things. That's totally true. But, uh, you know, if we could have broke that and shook it off, you know, they were still, they, they were still, uh, uncertain of themselves to, to a degree because, uh, their grip on us was based on our own, uh, ignorance and caught up in their fairy tale. So if we could have broke that, if, if national socialism could have, spread to the whole race, the, at least the, the mentality, uh, yeah. you know, we would it would have been done. Because that's what, it, it is a struggle uh, between groups, even within a race, for, for, for power, for territory, for resources. Uh, you know, I'm not saying we should have went and killed everyone and taken out everything, but we would have been secure as a race. We had enough power, milit- numbers, military power, land mass to live prosperously. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, shit. I think we've been going about two hours and fifteen minutes now. <clears throat> I'll probably uh, end it out here. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody else is going to call in or anything. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I guess we can probably just get some last comments, and we'll probably. Uh, I think I'll end it out here. But uh, yeah, shit. Is there anything else you want to mention before I cut it off here? Who's who's playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's the Seahawks and the Patriots, I believe, is who it is. <laughs> I I literally looked it up like uh, like an hour ago. So. I didn't even know. Uh, I thought it was like maybe next week or two weeks from now. I didn't know that it was tomorrow <laughs> until. I believe it's tomorrow. Yeah, I believe it's yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> so that's that's how I loop I am. I I didn't even see any ads online for it. Yeah, unless I'm unless I'm freaking retarded, because now I don't want to sound like an idiot. Uh, let, let's uh, 
you know, let's make sure. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it is today. Well, technically today. Yeah. So it's uh, it's New England Patriots uh, and Seattle Seahawks. Well, I guess happy Friday. <laughs> I mean, happy, yeah. happy February. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I won't be doing anything for that fucking garbage man. I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'm gonna set up my spin bike. By the way, I got. I got a nice spin bike. I'm gonna set it up, and do some cardio. So <laughs> I definitely won't be giving a shit about uh, about the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason I use the term Aryan there is because of Harry Watton. Harry Watton, if if you haven't read it read the, uh, he uses the term, and he's the one that says that the Aryan is superior to the Jew in a natural sense. If if you haven't read it yet, read uh, the excerpts on the Renegade Tribune. It's still up on the front page on the left, on the top left. Uh, Benjamin Garland uh, took these excerpts out of this, this guy's book, uh, but the title of the piece, the post, is Her- uh, Harry Watton uh, admits that communism is Jewish, Hitler was right, and the Jews aimed to conquer the world. Uh, it just goes along with what we're talking about, oh, Jews believing uh, in this narrative. And this guy's a Marxist and a, 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 a believer in the, in the chosen people thing. And uh, he basically says that the, uh, you know, the, he says the Aryan will develop the world, will conquer the world and develop it, but he won't get to enjoy the fruits of his labor as an Aryan, but rather as a Jew. And he'll become a Jew uh, by coming under our tents, which are uh, communism, uh, something, and the the universalism, and the the brotherhood of man. So he's basically saying, like, all these people uh, who are rolling us right now, even if they're not Jews, they're still Jews, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to read that, man. Yeah, <laughs> sounds pretty. I read it every now and then, like uh, because it's it's pretty profound, actually. You don't get to see the Jews come out with their true beliefs the way he admits it, and he spells it out. I believe him. He says that's what he believes, so I just take it him his word for it because he he's saying we're his chosen people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'll definitely have to read that, man. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so I'm probably going to end it out. But, yeah, I'm actually glad you called that, man. I'm glad to have someone to talk to and uh, hash out some of these uh, uh, Jew, Marxist, uh, anti-Aryan issues and get it all uh, out on the table. Glad you uh, gave us another, another jack pack. Yeah, I know it's dude. It's been about four yeah. months since I've been on talk show, man. Talk show's so fucking shitty. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't play music. The sounds all terrible. You know, it's okay though. Okay, well, uh, recorded live. <laughs> recorded live. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man. Yeah. Good night. Good night to you, Blue, and good night to everybody listening. Thanks to everybody listening. Uh, another edition of Jackal's Den. Don't know when I'm going to do another one on here, but like I said, guys, I got my website. I'm still working on it. I'm not going to release the name yet because I want to work on it make sure it's nice for you guys to enjoy. Um, but it's coming, and you guys are going to love it. 
you know, blue, maybe I'll send it to you in secret. You can you can preview it uh, before I'm done. Right on, man. But, Choose. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I know everybody will love it. All right. Good night, guys. All right.